The Daily Witness is not just a podcast, but originally started as a gospel newspaper. Trevor Van Vieren Ministries distributes this newspaper free of charge, paid for by partners and friends. If you have not received a copy of this newspaper in your mailbox, feel free to download a copy from our website, www.thedailywitness.co.za. And now, enjoy today's podcast. And welcome to another edition of the Daily Witness Podcast. I'm Trevor Van Vieren. And I want to share a very powerful word with you this morning. And I really want you to let this word impact your heart. Because if you do, and you know what? You should listen to this message a good few times over. Because that's how light comes. You know, the more you listen to it, the more light comes. And what happens when you get more light, you get more understanding. And there's a huge difference between someone having knowledge on a topic about the kingdom and then someone having understanding about that same topic. And the difference is this. The person that only has knowledge on it, that's listened to the message like once or twice, uh, they can be talked out of it. They can be talked out of their victory. But when you've got understanding on this, this is something that you that you understand. You know, the scripture talks a lot about an understanding heart. And it talks about knowledge and it talks about understanding. And then it talks about the wisdom of God in the book of Proverbs. So what I'm saying to you is when I use these words, knowledge, and I use words like understanding and wisdom, don't think I'm just casually using words from our English vocabulary. I'm using specific Bible words, and those specific words have certain impact, okay? And that's what makes all the difference. So don't make light of listening to a message once or twice. And then you you think, oh, I've got it. Listen, I've got messages from as far back as 2004 that when it was given to me, it was still given to me in wave format on a CD disc. And since then, I've taken that and I've extracted it and converted it to MP3. And it just followed me from computer to computer as the as the one computer got old and died off. I just um, transferred it to the next one. And it's on my phone. It's been on my phone for years. And even when I change phones, it goes with me to the next phone. And I just keep it there and I just keep listening to that message over and over and over and over and over again. And that is what makes all the difference. I am in a place right now concerning that topic. I cannot be spoken out of it. The devil can come and try. But to be honest with you, he doesn't even bother. He, he really doesn't bother. So that's why I say to you, um, it is so important to hear a message over and over and over and over again. Don't worry about what your flesh is. Just uh, Your flesh doesn't know anything anyway. It takes orders from you. And uh, that's how you ought to keep 
uh, your position, you know, spirit first, soul, and then body. And you should always keep it in that order. Don't take orders from the flesh, in other words. That's what I'm saying. Flesh says, oh, we can sit and we can watch a movie now. We can uh, go and play games or we can go and do this and we can go and do that. And honestly, all it is is stealing your time. That's all it is. So let's get into a word of prayer. And uh, make sure you got notes with you, man. Take down notes because you know what? The Spirit of God is going to talk to you. You should expect Him to talk. He's there all the time. And in most cases, He is talking to people, but they don't hear Him because what He says is it's, a, it's referred to as that still small voice. And a lot of the times we don't pay attention to it. And so we miss these special gems that the Spirit of God um, is giving us every day. So he's talking. And he's actually talking to a lot of believers all the time. They're just not hearing. So let's just jump into a word of prayer. Make sure you got your Bibles with you. Make sure you got a pen and notepad and Take down the different translations that I'm referring to and copy some words down and go over it and, and so forth. It's very good for you to write these things out because when you write them out, it's, it's not that easy to forget. You understand? And that's what this is all about. You're supposed to be growing from faith to faith and you're supposed to be going from glory to glory and if you're not you need to backtrack and check where you are missing it you know it's so easy for us you know when you're a baby christian it's so easy to say um you know i don't know why god is not answering my prayers i don't know why god's not doing this or it's the devil it's the devil it's the devil but you can't play that card forever you know at some point you've got to grow up and you've got to say hey man it's me i'm lazy i'm not paying attention because what did Jesus say in Mark chapter 4? He said, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. So not everyone is hearing. And they're not hearing because they are hearing other things. They are hearing, to, they are hearing things that please their flesh. Okay? And uh, that's one of the, unfortunately, uh, part of the call of this ministry. It says... Um, that there are people that will heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. In other words, they will listen to fables instead. They don't want to hear this type of stuff because it means they have to be held accountable. It means they have to judge themselves. It means they have to get off their, 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 their rear ends and actually do some work. And they have to be responsible. And that's just too much work for them. And they don't want to do it. So it's easy to heap up to yourself a teacher having itching ears. And I've seen that. I've seen people that are supposed to be part of this ministry and they don't want to. And they go and heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. And then they just share a little post on Facebook. And, and this preacher says to them, this week, something good is going to happen to you. Um, God's going to open up these doors and... Um, there's nothing that they need to do on their side. And that's what they're happy with. And then the week goes by and then nothing happens and they're satisfied. And then another post comes up and says, 
God is going before you, you know, he's opening up new doors for you. And then they share that and say, yes, amen, I'm blessed. And nothing happens that week. And the whole thing is they just want to heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. So what am I saying? I'm saying God wrote that in his word. That's actually in 2 Timothy chapter 4. That's part of this ministry. God says to me, I must preach the word. I must be instant, in season, out of season, uh, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long-suffering and doctrine. And um, unfortunately, there will be people that will heap to themselves, teachers having itching ears, but I mustn't worry about that. I must endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist, and make full proof of this ministry. That is the rhema word that came to us, and uh, we are doing that, and we're seeing that word actually come to pass. And we're actually seeing people preferring not to take any responsibility. They don't want to judge themselves. They don't want to do things on their side. And they rather want to heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. And um, to be honest with you, when God gave me that word um, years ago, uh, when I read it, I just thought to myself, ah, these guys, you know, who are they? <laughs> I had that kind of attitude. I said, don't worry, Lord. We got this. And, um, you know, it's different when you actually meet them and you deal with them face to face and you see that they are hurting. And you want to help them and you give them advice and you tell them what to do and they don't do it. And they rather heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. It's not that easy anymore. It's not the same thing. And then you realize that word that God gave you has come to pass and it's part of your ministry and it's supposed to happen. Um, yeah, it's not the same thing. It's not cool. So, um, it also, it's hard when you genuinely love your partners and you're genuinely thinking about them and you genuinely have a heart for them and you're doing your part and you're being diligent and you're praying and you're making sure you get these messages out and you're just hoping you're just hoping that you understand that it's the last days and you understand that people are falling away. It's supposed to happen. It's part of prophecy. And you're just hoping that it's not going to be your people. And you're just hoping it's not going to be your partners. And you're just hoping that they're not going to be tempted and they're not going to want to fulfill their, their flesh. And they're going to hold on to the word instead and take the take these special words that God gives and hang on to them and live by them. And that's what we really want. So I know that was one long introduction and it was not in my notes at all. I promise you that. Uh, but it sure was in my spirit. So let's get into that word of prayer. <laughs> oh, Dad, um, you were here. Even before I switched on this mic, and I, I appreciate that, you were helping me put these notes together. You were the one that told me, say this, say this, use this scripture. And um, I just appreciate that. So I can't say, Father, welcome to the studio. I can rather say, Dad, thank you for having me in your presence. Thank you that you have got such a passionate heart for your kids and you have things to say today. And this word that you gave me, and it's been building up, and I, I know that. It's been building up over some time. And 
I know you just want to get the right word across to your people, and I appreciate that, and I thank you for using me. So, Dad, I pray none of me, and I I need to pray all of you. I want all of you, man. I don't, I, there can't be any of me because then I'm taking up room in the throne room, and I just, I don't want to do that. I just need all of you because when it comes out of your mouth, it, it just it comes out like song. It comes out like poetry. And it just comes out in such strong impact. And so, Father, think through my mind. Speak through my vocal cords. And help our people. Give them eyes to see, Dad. I want that for them. Give them eyes to see. Give them ears to hear. And give them a heart that understands. And... um Thank you that this is going to be an amazing podcast and you, it's going to make the impact in them like it has uh, me. And uh, I thank you for all of your help in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so I got a little bit uh, lost with him there and that's that happens so quick and so easy. Um, I'm so aware of him and his presence that I forget that I'm actually talking to you guys. So <laughs> uh, the title of this message is What are you waiting for? You know, so much of the church has got so many needs. And yet, we are the ones that are waiting. And that's the, the title of this message. What are you waiting for? And the scripture the Lord gave me was Joshua chapter 18 verse 3. And um, if you have your Bibles, I really want you to go there. And and listen, if you haven't found the page just yet, the nice thing is you can pause this message. You can go to the book of Joshua and look up verse 3 and play. And I really want your eyes to fall on the scripture. It makes all the difference in the world when you do it that way. All right. So I'm going to be reading from a couple of translations just to get the point across that the Spirit of God gave to me. And man, it is so eye-opening. And once again, you know, it places the onus on us. It, it puts this responsibility on us. Hey, we have a part to play. And for some weird reason, the church has been taught these messages where we're waiting on God to do everything. And no one actually says it, but when, you know, when the pressure shows up, we are, we are really genuinely waiting on God to do something. So listen to this. Joshua chapter 18 verse 3. And I'm going to read from the New Living Translation. I'm going to read from the King James Version. I'm going to read from the New King James Version. And I'm also going to read from the New American Standard Bible. So the New Living Translation says, Then Joshua asked them, How long are you going to wait before taking possession of the remaining land the Lord, the God of your ancestors, has given to you. The King James says, And Joshua said unto the children of Israel, How long are you slack to go? The New King James Version says, How long will you neglect to go and possess the land? And the New American Standard Bible says, How long will you put off Entering to take possession of the land. Uh, 
And so what I'm saying is you, you can see in all of these translations the onus lies on us. He says, how long will you wait before taking possession of the remaining land of the Lord? Um, something that Christians don't understand, and I'm, I'm saying this, I'm not being nasty, but I'm out there. I'm amongst the people. I hear, if I can, if I can call it this, the common folk. Okay, um, I'm among the common folk, people who are born again, can talk in tongues, but are facing different challenges in life. And the person who can sort that out is our Father. And in fact, the person who has already sorted it out is our Father. But now listen to this. Your faith has got to be based in what Jesus has already done for you. And it, it can't be based in good intentions. It can't be based on good intentions. Um, don't you, you can't look to God to still answer your prayers because then it's technically not done yet. And then if it's not done yet, how can God ask you to act out on something that hasn't been done? Do you see where, where, where this is going? He says, faith without the works is dead. And a lot of Christians just stop there. Me, me myself, I stopped there uh, many times. But the rest of the verse goes on like this here. Being alone. That's another good uh, illustration. A lot of people have faith, but without the works, God says your faith is alone. Okay? It's not complete. So you can't say that you are in faith and you have not applied your works. And this is something that I am seeing is, if I can say, this is where the Christians are seriously lacking. They are not acting out on the word. And God is, uh, if I can say, he has highlighted that with me. You know, he's pointed that out to me. And I've even seen in my own life and even in this ministry, I am not applying enough works. And so the question here again is, what are we, what are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? You know, that's like asking God to do something that Jesus hasn't fulfilled yet. When, I, when I'm talking about how can you act out on something that God hasn't done yet. So do you see this boils back to your faith has got to be based on what Jesus has already done for you. You can't base this on something that Jesus has not fulfilled yet. See, why do we have access to the love of God? Because Jesus has already provided that for us. See, why do we have access to the healing power of God? Because Jesus 
has already provided that for us. Why are you made the righteousness of God? Because Jesus became sin so that you would be made the righteousness of God. See, these are things that are already done. Now you are in a position where you are supposed to act out on it. But what are we waiting for? You tell me, what are you waiting for? This is a question I ask myself. Trevor, what are you waiting for? When there's a need in the church, I'm I'm talking about the I'm I'm not talking about in a particular ministry. I'm just talking about in general. When there's a need in the church, I don't hear the believers stating what Jesus has done for them. I don't hear that. Why? Why are we not hearing that? Why are we not hearing, hey, this is the need that I have, but praise God, this is something that Jesus has already fulfilled for me, and I am acting out on it. And I've got my provision, whatever it is. See? All I hear is, I hear what they don't have. But I'm talking about people who have needs, people who, who need healing, people who need a job, people who need wisdom um, concerning direction for their lives, people who are struggling with condemnation. They don't know they've been made right with God. That's what righteousness means. It's just an old English word for being made right. You're right in his eyes. They don't know these things. They don't know they've been forgiven. I just hear what they don't have. I hear what they are praying for. I hear what they are praying about. You know, uh, God's got this, man. God's got this. He's going to answer my prayer. No, my friend, God has already answered your prayer. That's the problem. You didn't know that. If you knew for a fact if you knew like you knew like you knew what Jesus has, listen listen to that, has provided. If you were convinced of that, you'd have a reason to act out on it. And that's that's the whole difference. Let's look at those scriptures again. Listen to this. How long are you going to wait? This is what Joshua asked them. How long are you going to to wait before taking possession of the remaining land the Lord, the God of your ancestors, watch this, has given to you. Given. Now, let me ask you this. The word given. Is it past tense? Is it present tense? Or is it future tense? It's past tense. It's past tense. Now, when Joshua was talking to the Israelites at that point in time, a lot of the tribes did go in and they did possess the land, but there were some remaining tribes that weren't doing it. And the point is, what were they waiting for? Were they waiting for God to answer their prayers? Were they waiting for God to still go ahead and do it for them? What are we waiting for? What it boils down to is we must be waiting for God to answer our prayers. 
We must be. Because why else are we waiting? See? And guys, this has got to change. God says in the King James, how long are you slack? How long are you slack? The new King James says it a little nicer. How long will you neglect? I like the King James, man. Just be straightforward and honest with me. How long, how long are you slack? Because he says, for the, for, for the land which the Lord God of your fathers hath given you. He has given it to us. This is not something that he still has to do. See, this is what the church needs to understand about faith. I hear people saying, oh, I'm going to believe God for that girl over there and point, claim her name. Whoa. Whoa. Has Jesus fulfilled that for you? Oh, I'm just going to go to Johannesburg and believe God for a, for a job up there. This, 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 here's the problem. See, here's the problem. They are not basing their faith on what Jesus has already done. They're trying to get God to bless their plans. They're trying to get God to do something for them that Jesus hasn't done yet. You don't know if God wants you to go and live in Johannesburg. You don't know that. Have you prayed about that? See, But if we can just base our faith on the word, if we can just base our faith on the Lord Jesus Christ and what he's already done for us, See, if we could do that, and if you realize, hey, okay, you need to come to the place where you realize he's already done this for me. See, if you're still looking for a job, man, you're going to waste your time. You're going to be looking for a job for a very, very long time because you don't realize Jesus has already provided that for you. Philippians 4.19. Man, you can use that scripture for anything. Understand? If you, if you understand that God has already provided, and by the way, a new job is actually in the Greek for Philippians 4.19. I'm just saying. But what God is waiting for us to do, something that I've really noticed, like he said, he, he said this to me this morning, what are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? And, and I have to be harsh with myself. I prefer to be harsh with myself, you know. This new age generation doesn't want to be offended. Well, shame for you. Guess what, man? The devil is pulling you by your nose and you letting him do it. And the longer you let him do it, he'll squeeze that thing till blood comes out. You need to jerk the slack out of yourself, man. Like the King James says, how long are you going to be slack? I have to say that to myself. How long am I going to be slack? See, what are you waiting for? So, so, so here it is. The onus lies on us. What did they have to do? Listen, they were already given a land. So what did they need to do? They needed to act out on it. It's already theirs. It's already theirs. What are you waiting for? I don't understand. What are you waiting for? It was already given to you. Past tense. We've, we've covered that already. See, I just want to quote uh, Ecclesiastes chapter 11, verse 4 from the New Living Translation. It says, farmers who wait for perfect weather never plant. If they watch every cloud, 
they never harvest. Think about that. You can't wait for perfect conditions before you decide you're going to act out on the word. You've got to act out on the word right now. You've got to start behaving like that word is true right now. And unfortunately, we've ran out of time right now. <laughs> so, man, guys, listen, I hope you got something out of this. I sure did. Ask yourself this question. What are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? If it's healing, what are you waiting for? If it's a new job, what are you waiting for? If it's finances, what are you waiting for? Well, I don't have it yet. I'm asking you again. What are you waiting for? Well, well, if it's healing, uh, um, yeah, I don't have it yet. What are you waiting for? Are you waiting for Jesus to go back to the cross again? What are you waiting for? Unfortunately, I have to end this. I really don't want to. I just I want to go on and on and on because I, I can man, I'm in the zone right now. But go and listen to this message again. Please go and listen to this message again and again and again. Let the Spirit of God make this real on the inside of you. That's where it counts the most. All right. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And remember, faith comes by hearing, so keep on hearing. Hey everyone, if you enjoyed today's podcast, feel free to let us know by contacting us via our Telegram channel, Trevor Van Vieren Ministries, or send us a message on our Facebook account. And if you liked what our ministry is doing, why not partner up with us and sow into God's vision which is to bring a printed copy of our newspaper to every house in our city. All funds are used to increase the print run and reach more houses with the good news of Jesus Christ. You can sow via our website at www.thedailywitness.co.za. There you will find a tab called Sow Into a Vision. If you are inside of South Africa, you can use the option of SnapScan. You can download this app free of charge from Play Store or iTunes. If you are outside of South Africa, you can use our option of Give and Gain. We thank you for your faith and generous support. Remember, we love you and Jesus loves you.